you're not looking for a, a fake, weird relationship where you're just always happy all the time. Because <laughs> right. that's stupid. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios, and along with welcoming you, I would like to welcome the legend, at least in his own mind, <laughs> Mike Donahue, and my good friend, Mike. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm glad to have you here. Super excited to interview you. You are what we call a hero. We talk about a hero being a, a person who does the right thing at the right time for the right reason, and that is you. I just put out a podcast talking about you. I'm not sure when this will get posted, but I, I want to record it now because I only have you for 24 hours, and I'd like to do a couple recordings with you. I will, I'd like to introduce you to the happy lifers because you wrote a book called talking with brick walls and now you're starting a podcast tell us a little bit about that what is talking to brick walls well a lot of people say you know talking to teenagers is the hardest thing to do because of all the different reasons you know the the brain development the um you know all the social pressure and um their whole social world is is completely opening up to them at age you know between 12 and 14 so their, their world is upside down and so talking to them can be a struggle and so you know the joke the running joke is like talking to my teenagers like talking to a brick wall so i believe personally that there are ways to get through even though it is those things i mentioned are real you know there, there are difficulties trying to communicate because of a lot of reasons and so we in the book we kind of break down those reasons and break down some approaches you can take to break down those barriers and really speak to the heart because it's not about communicating, you know, the weather and, you know, the, the basic level one, level two stuff, but really getting into fears and insecurities and, and hopes and dreams and things that are vulnerable and things that they keep locked in a vault. You know, I mean, quite frankly, a lot of that information is locked and sometimes parents make the mistake to think, oh, well, I'm the parent, so I get to get that information. No, you really don't. You have to earn that information because that's that's under lock and key, and that's something that's private to them. They're becoming private, sovereign humans, you know, adults that um, you can't just harvest that information because you're the mom, you're the dad. So you quickly learn that when you have teenagers. So, and that comes with frustration. So what we try to do is help parents uh, navigate that and get through to the brick wall and get get some of that information. So it's basically helping us as parents be able to talk to our children that are teenagers. Is that right? Yeah. And does yeah. it go the other way too, helping teenagers communicate with their parents as well? Is it more from the parents' side down to the it's teenager? Pr- it's parents. I've got books. You know, we've we've done some stuff for teenagers called you know with Value Up and some other books that we've done some some content that we've done. But this book, Talking Brick Walls, is is basically for parents. I even, I actually even say in the book that. Most of the communication issues that we see with teenagers and parents come from bad techniques, mostly by the parents. And so kids are, you know, they're, you, know you can't expect a 14-year-old with a brain that's not fully developed sure. to, to be the one that navigates the relationship. Right. Like, your parent has to lead that. Right. And so a lot of times they do it out of fear, panic, 
and they they want that information you know yeah. and they they freak the kid out and then so there's a lot of different so things you're going to give us some really good in that you're going to give us some really good um hacks on how to talk with our teen yourself i think this is going to be great i think that we we need that right? right you know and so i want to come back and record a second podcast with you talking about this podcast what it's going to look like i've already told them a little bit about you but i want them to get to know you a little bit more but before i do that i want to post this episode of you next before i post the one about talking to brick walls the new podcast that you're going to be launching because we just got done spending two weeks talking about do you want to be happy um this last episode that we did it was episode 323 we was talking about fake happy and today as we were planning about doing some school assemblies and stuff like that together across the country and really helping out elementary children all the way up through high school all across the country and and speaking lies and hope and stuff into them. Um, And I want to talk a little bit more about that on the next podcast that we do. But as we were talking today a little bit about it, you had started talking about the assembly that you do. And I don't want you to give away, you know, I don't want you to do it like you would do it in your assembly, but you talked about we talk about fake happy, and there's a real happy, and there's a fake happy. There's a fake happy where we hide behind a smile. And you talk about something like that in your podcast. Isn't that right? Oh, in the assembly? Yeah, in the assembly, I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, when I get to that point, I ask them to raise their hand if they have ever had to, if they were ever walked into their school and smiled on the outside, but they weren't smiling on the inside. And even in a high school, the kids will raise their hand in agreement that they do that. We learned that by fifth grade. You learn how to do that. You learn to put on a show to present to people that don't really care. There's a lot of reasons why people do it. But a lot of times it's because I know you don't really want to know how I'm doing. So I'm going to put this smile on. I'm going to act like I'm okay. I'm going to act like I'm happy. And basically it's a mask and it's it's not real. But it's to make you go away, right? So it's to make you not worry about me. So I, I manage this image. I have an image of myself that you need to see of me, so I'm going to put this on. And so then I say, you know, that's fine. I get that we have to do that sometimes. There are certain places we have to do that, right? We can't be walking around, you know, bleeding all over the place emotionally to everybody, you know. But I say this, and I look right at the kids, and I say, but if you don't have at least one person in your life that knows you behind the smile, knows when you're faking it, knows when you're not being real, you worry me. You worry me for me and you because for me, because I don't know what you're going to do, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be melodramatic, but we live in a world that has school shootings all the time. I've been to those schools. I've been to Parkland. I've been to Columbine. I've been to wow. Freeman in Washington here. And, you know, we've, I've, I've seen the devastation of those things. And you can't tell me that the, the boys that went into those schools and shot the schools up didn't smile that day. Of course they did. They smiled. They, they walked by people. And and p- people didn't, you know, no one knew anything. what was going on because right. they had a smile that they were hiding behind. They had a smile on the face. They looked like they were good. So that's why it's dangerous, and it's dangerous for them because then you get into the habit of going, well, I I can just make people go away. So I I personally, you're one of those people for me that you know mm. when I'm not when I'm you know you you've called me out at times and basically, Mike, are you okay? What's going on? And I'm grateful that I have people in my life like that that can see behind the smile and know there may be something going on. Maybe ask me. I was just in Colorado not too long ago. I had some good friends there because I used to live there. And this guy came up to me, a good friend of mine, and he goes, are you okay? 
And honestly, it was a great feeling that he said that. I was okay. I was just tired. I've been traveling a lot, and I was just tired. That really is what it was. But it was just comforting to know that somebody is going to go, hey, you don't look good. You don't look nor- like you normally do. Are you okay? And I think you have to have people like that in your life that you know, won't get fooled by your smile, your fake, fake happy. Yeah, whatever. so true. A um, couple thoughts I have on this. The first one is you said when, if you don't have somebody that can tell – how did you word that? If you don't have somebody that you need somebody to have, that know you, knows you behind the smile, yeah, that knows that we have the smile and there's something going on. If you don't have that, you said that worries you, right? Yeah, right. What would you say to someone who doesn't have somebody that can see behind their fake smile, see behind past their fake happy? What would you say to them? Like, how do you find someone if you're in that situation? Why does that worry you? What would you say? Well, that's happened to me before. I've been at schools where I've I've talked to a, you know, a student at the end of the assembly, and they're talking to me, and I can just tell something's dead on the inside, and there's something wrong. And so I'll begin to ask them questions like, you know, who are your best friends? You know, who's in your circle? Who do you trust? Is there an adult in your life that you trust? Who's your best friend? Why are they your best friend? And try to engage them. And if I still get the sense that they're not really engaged with me, or I'm not getting the answers that I want. I have literally gone to the principal or the counselor or both and said, keep an eye on this kid. I don't, I don't ring that bell often. Probably in my 20 years of speaking in schools, I've probably maybe five or six times I've, I've had to do that. But I don't, I don't hesitate. If I feel like somebody has, you know, doesn't have that, doesn't have an open channel to their heart, really that's what you want. Somebody has to have an open channel to their heart. And so if they, if they don't, I, it does concern me. It takes very little care to stereotype you and say, well, you're just this or you're just that. It takes more effort to look beyond the smile and go, how are you doing? Really definitely takes more work to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but we have to have that. So what would you say to someone who doesn't have that? How do you get somebody that can see beyond your smile? You know, it's important that we have that person in our life. But if I don't have that person in my life or I can't think of somebody that ever asked me how I'm doing or I, I feel like I've been faking everybody out, which honestly I would – I mean tell me if you agree or disagree with this. But I think we think we're faking a lot of people out. But there's a lot of people I think that, that see it, but they might not call us out on that. Um, what would you say – first of all, agree or disagree with that? But then secondly – I agree with that. You do agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Then what would you say to a person? How do I get? Let's say I don't have someone. I don't. I can't. And you probably have someone, but you might not realize it. But what would I do if I really? I can't. I don't know if I have someone that can see behind my smile. What do I do? Well, if you're that person, I, I think you have to be honest with yourself about the need for that. You know, you may think that you're a cowboy, and I'm, I'm pretty. You know, my story is I grew up in South Boston, and I was thought I was a tough kid. And and I was tough. I, I had to go through some tough things, but I always needed somebody. I mean, I always knew I needed. I didn't trust anybody because most of the people, mo- and males in my life, were either wanting to beat the crap out of me or they were, you know, pedophiles and predators. So I put up a resistance. So I I actually had to go looking for that. I had to I had to find the right people, and I. I struck out a couple times. There's people that I thought were going to be there and they weren't. But but I'm fortunate because I didn't stop and I kept looking. And you're on that list. I mean, I have a list mm-hmm. of about five or six men in my life that are guys that I know that would ask me the question. You know, and, and I asked them. So I think you have to. You can't give up on looking for that. And you have to be specific about what you want. 
you know, if you're going to talk to somebody, say, listen, here's what I want in the friendship, and this is what I'm going to give. And you got to understand that what goes around comes around, so you have to give that away. Whatever yeah. you want, right. you have to give away. Yeah, so, it doesn't work if you're not willing to open up to somebody. Right, it doesn't work. Right, yeah. and you got to be there for them. You got to be yeah. the kind of friend that asks them the question because it can't be a one way street. You know, you you got to you and I have a two way street. There's times in my life that you have definitely been there for me in, in really hard times, and and that's my definition as a, a of a friend. Actually, is don't be my friend on my best day only, because that's basically part of my fan club. Right, I don't need a fan club. I need friends. I need people who are going to be my friend on my worst day. And that list is short, but it's a good list. And it's a comforting list. And I've built that list. It's not something that just happened to me. If you think good friends are just going to happen to you, you're never going to have them. You have to go out and build those. And I wonder, too, sometimes that the reason why some of us don't have someone that can see beyond our fake happy is because it's a vulnerable place. You can get hurt. I know for a fact, Mike, that in you trying to find people that saw beyond your fake happy and really want to know what was going on inside of you, at some point, even some of them really felt like they were on your side, but you kind of got hurt. Is that correct? Yeah, and I, I would say this too, that out of the two words, love and hate, love has definitely done more damage in my life than hate. Talk about that. Because hate, if you, if you say right now, Mike Donahue, I hate you, you actually did me a favor. Because now I know where we stand, and I'm going to put up a wall, and you're never going to get near me. But as soon as you say, I love you, or I care about you, and I believe you, my walls come down. Now who can hurt me? The one who hates me or the one who loves me? No, the one who loves me. So that's always, you're right. It's a very vulnerable position to be in, to say I love you, to say I need you, to say I, I want you in my life. But I've weighed it out, and... I still think the risk of trying to find that person is worth it mm-hmm. because a life of somebody that doesn't have that is it's sad and it's lonely and we are built to need people and we're built to be needed. Yeah. So you have to have that interaction. So yeah. I would rather, yes, you're going to get hurt. I mean, you just got to figure that it, it's the cost of doing business <laughs> in, in the world, but you just, you can't give up on that. Yeah. We're not meant to do this thing alone. I mean, we've talked about this on this podcast before, but you know, according to the creation story in the Bible, when God made everything he made, he said it was good. But when he made mankind, he said, it's not good for that person to be alone. Right. I'm going to make that person a helpmate, someone to help them. And we need, you know, right. we need people to come on board and help us that. But there, it can hurt. Yeah. I like also what you said about, correct me if I'm wrong here, but are you saying that when, when we have haters, when we have people that are just push us off or just say, I want nothing to do with you or you're stupid or whatever, they're doing us a favor because what they're really doing is we're saying, well, I don't need to waste any time on trying to impress that person or right. let, let that person go. They're, don't even let them close enough to hurt you because yeah. they're doing you a favor, right? right? So we get, I think a lot of times we get butt hurt because someone says something mean or something, but they're really... Would you say they're actually doing us a favor? Yeah, you, saying, just, you just reduced my list for me. <laughs> yeah, you reduced my list. I like that. I always tell when I'm talking to students, I say, you know, you're, the five people that are in your life, that are in your inner circle, are the most important people because you're going to go where they're going. So you got to choose those people pretty carefully. And that does not mean that you're not going to have conflict with those people. Anybody that's on my list, 
right now. I could tell you every single one of them I've had conflict with. That's not the issue. It's not you're not looking for a, a fake, weird relationship where you're just always happy all the time. Because <laughs> right. that's stupid, right? You're gonna you're gonna have it's a, not gonna happen, right? You're gonna would, have to. Would you argue that if that doesn't happen, that is it is it really even that real? Is that maybe weird. that relationship is fake as well, right? right? Yeah, because right. you're gonna have problems, but it's the integrity in which you work them out together and honesty and and you know you we had a little you and I had a little disagreement of five years ago whatever and i owned that like i there was some stuff that i did that was you know i was not in a good place in my life and i said some stupid stuff and and if you're not willing to admit that you're not going to have good relationships because you're going to mess up i mean you're, you're going to you're going to say the wrong thing you're going to presume things whatever you're, you're going to do that so when you realize that you've hurt that person or you did you've crossed that line if you don't have the humility to say hey i crossed that line i'm sorry you're not gonna have friends because because you're gonna cross the line you're gonna and we and we did and yet our relationship is only even deeper because we crossed that line and came back from it right i crossed the line you were fine and when i looked back on that that time that we had together what you're doing was i know what you're when i look back at it now i know you were trying you were caring for me you were trying to love me but the way you did it i got hurt and i got scared and i kind of pulled back we don't need to get into all the details of that the point i'm trying to make is is that we are stronger because we went through that conflict. I think a lot of people, once there's conflict, they say, oh, I'm you're not my friend anymore. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, they don't love me anymore, which right. isn't true. Yeah, you can't do that. You, the people you love are the ones that are going to hurt you the most. So you talk about that inner circle, yeah. right? So you keep, keep those people in. You've got to be honest about the relationship. And, 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 and you've got to be honest also if somebody in that circle does betray you, you've got to move them out for a while. You don't have to move them out forever. But, but you just, just don't let anybody in that inner no, circle. No, that's a very sacred... Who do you let in that sacred place? Sacred place. Those are the five people that can see behind your fake happy. Right. They see behind the smile, right? Yeah. Those are the five people. And if they are betraying you, they need to be moved out. It's not like you have to go to them and say, I've removed you from my inner circle. It just means you start spending so much time with them, right? right. You just in your mind, you're like, they're not one of my five. I'm, I only have four now. I only have two now, right? But right. would you say if you have one or two in that inner circle, good. that's good, good, right? You're in good shape. Yeah. I was talking to my son one time about, about this, and he said, we were just actually, this, this prompted this conversation. He showed me a picture of um, we had, we had two cats and one of them when he licked his paws, it looked like he, he took a picture of him licking his paws. It really honestly looked like he was flipping off the other cat. <laughs> it was hilarious. So my son posted it and he got like I don't know two hundred hits on it, likes or whatever. And so I said to my son, I said, I said I I'm not, I don't I think that's cool that you got the two hundred Instagram likes or whatever. But let me ask you a question. I said, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the two hundred likes? Or would you rather have this? If I was in trouble right now and I picked up the phone and I called anybody on the fi- on my list of five, I'll just use Dan Torres as, a, as an example. He's one of my best friends. I called Dan and said, Dan, I'm in Seattle right now and I'm in trouble. I need you. He would be on a plane. And he really would be. So would you. And so would I for you. Right? Yeah. I mean, w- w- of course. You, if it's real, real, I'm coming. Yeah. Right? And so th- that's... But it wouldn't be for everybody. But no, you're my, my inner circle. In my list. And I would do it, yeah, in your list, right. So I, I don't care about getting the 200 likes, but that fakes you out to believe that those, those 200 people, my friends, because they saw my cat getting flipped off and they think that's funny. That's, not a, that's a fan club. That's yeah. part of your fan club. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. That's okay. You, know, you can have a fan club. You can have people that like your posts and stuff. But having somebody that will get on a plane and come f- help you in a crisis is awesome. 
it's a safe feeling and it's not something that gets built because you've posted a cat getting flipped yeah. off it's something that gets built because of a relationship and would you say it takes some work to absolutely. build someone that can see behind the smile behind absolutely. the fake absolutely yeah. okay yeah. You mentioned something that either it's it's like a, a wall that you build to keep those five in. Your heart is in there, so it's very protective. And you it's scary to let a lot of people around your heart because, I mean, surgeons, I mean, they put the gloves on, they wash their hands 12 times or whatever. They seal off the room because when you're open heart surgery is a very – a little bit of anything could really – Do jack, damage. Yeah. yeah, do a lot of damage. Right. So that's why you can't have a whole lot of people stomping around – when it comes to your heart. So right. you build this small wall around your heart to protect your heart yeah. and you let some people in that you trust. So that's the fake happy. Like I have to not fake fake, but I mean, that, that's the presentation happy that I, when I go into a school, I'm going to, even if I'm having a really, really, really bad day, I'm not going to bleed all over the stage when I'm talking to kids. So I'm going to be, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, and that's okay. I don't have any problem with that. Because I think we all have to do that at times. Yeah. You know, something tragic happens or just having a bad day, you get the blues or whatever. You can't walk around just, you know, like I said, bleeding all over the place emotionally. So you're going to have to do that. But with your friends, yeah. you're gonna, hey, can I With that, can I talk that to you inner circle, that yeah. inner, like it's all the other people that are outside that inner circle. So they don't need to know what's going on with you. But you better get on the phone to one of them or get on a Zoom call or go, drive to their do you place. Remember, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. But I, I was going through a really hard time one time. I called you and I said, Steve, I just need to vent. Can I vent with you? And you said, absolutely. And I just went off. And I, and I was, you know, I was, I was just mad. And I knew you were a good listener. I knew you loved me. And you weren't going to judge me. And that's, that's a really key thing is that if, if the people in your circle can't be judgmental. Yeah. They, they've got to, you know, and I don't mean they're going to let you get away with stuff too. Like I said, I've gotten into some conflict with those people too. But that's different than being judged by them you know you've never really judged me you know you you've you might have judged a behavior of mine because it hurt you or whatever that's different than judging me as a person and and that's i'm really strict about that on who gets in my inner circle you can't be judging me yeah you know you can you can confront me about behavior but if you start labeling me and put me in the box and going, well, Mike Donahue's this, Mike Donahue's that, or you did, you made this mistake, so here's this label, yeah. slap that on you. We're not going to be friends very long. Yeah, and oftentimes we just need to be felt, we need to be heard, but we don't need the correction. We know what the correct steps are anyway, but we need to be. Right. And if we start walking in there and start trying to correct everything, after a while, I, for me, I just stop open up to that person. I'm like, I don't need you to correct me right. I don't, I don't mind correction. I don't mind. That's what good friends do. But there's sometimes I don't need you always trying to fix me. Yeah. I'm just, actually, if I vent out to you what I'm feeling, usually the fixing comes. It, it's, it's you accepting me in my ugly hour and my brokenness. Yeah. And there's something about when you get vulnerable and ugly before someone and say. Sometimes we're our, we're our own the best psychologists you know when we yeah. get to talk about what's really yeah. going on somebody just shuts up so we can say it all of a sudden we're figuring it out ourselves and and they may say one or two things but they're but really they're just agreeing with what we already are figuring it out and, and you and i have really seen each other's ugly side we've been very vulnerable and real with each other and shared some real dark stuff and yet when you still accept me and you still stay in the inner circle even though i showed you my ugly there's nothing like that you want to talk about what yeah. true happy really is is when i know i have someone that accepts me for who i am right you said that that gate that allows people in and allows people out 
what is that gate? Well, the reason why there's a gate, cause, and, and this is an important piece, is that a lot of times we don't have a gate. We just let people in and out, in and out. We're in control of who we let in our inner circle. Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. And, and sometimes we have an open door that just doesn't have any lock on it. And we just... And, I, and what I, when I'm doing this illustration in the school, I put the lock up there and I say, well, the, there's a lock because you can't just walk in to my heart, right? You're going to have to earn that. You need a key. You can't jump the fence. You can't break the door down. You're going to have to get in with a key. And the key is this for me. The key is be my friend on my worst day because otherwise you're a fan. I don't need fans. I need yeah. friends. Yeah. So be my friend when it matters. And when you are, you get the key. I don't You're need in. fans. I need friends. Yeah. Man, that is so good. And then would you say there's a, a wall outside that wall too, right? So you have your five and then, or is it then everybody else? Or do you also have another wall where you have family members or? Yeah, because there's some people that, that are in the inner circle that are your family members because they have earned it. They do have a key. But just because they're a family member does not mean right. that they belong. Right. But they, I, when I do it, I put another layer out and I go, because I've got family members that I wouldn't trust I'd trust your neighbor more than I'd trust them. Yeah. And because they've, you know, they've, there's hurt, there's pain, there's history, all that. But by default, they're in the inner circle because they're your family. But, you know, that goes, we could do a whole podcast on, on that as far as forgiveness and reconciliation. You know, I forgive the people that have hurt me and my family, but I don't necessarily want to be reconciled to them because I don't see them getting better in these patterns of dysfunction and hurt and pain that they have. So, yeah, you're in my inner circle, but my heart's protected from you. Yeah. Cause, because you're not ready yet. You're not, you haven't owned your stuff. You haven't got counseling for your dysfunction. Yeah. And I don't want to get into all that. But basically, that's what I do is I just try to keep that. You know, I don't dismiss anybody. I talk to anybody who wants to talk to me. You'll be friendly to anybody. That doesn't mean you're not yeah. their friend, but that means you to allow them into that very safe place of your heart. You've you got to be very, very careful of that. You need a key. Yeah, you need a key, and that is yeah. you will love me on my worst day. Yeah. 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 Don't take the information on my worst day and exploit it and make me look silly because you'll never get in again. Yeah. And that's and then some of those family members have done that, so – yeah. This is really good. I didn't know if it was going to go this direction. I wasn't expecting to go this direction, but the way I see it is kind of like this fake happy. The answer to that is a group of people in your life that, get, that need to see behind you. Well, I think you we're going to end this uh, right here and finish it next week or maybe even in a few days. Uh, I normally like to keep our Happy Life podcast. I'd like to keep them under 20 minutes, but I just can't seem to do that. So I normally like to keep them you know, in the 20-minute range. Sometimes it goes longer than that. And this one definitely went longer than that. And I was going to end it when I was interviewing Mike, but he got on a roll on a different topic, on a different tangent. And it was so good. I didn't want to dare stop it. And I just thought in my mind, we'll just make this a two-part episode. So that's what we'll do. Stay tuned. Um, I hope you like Mike. Uh, as you can see, I wanted you to, to meet him. I also have another podcast where I talk a little bit more about his podcast coming out, Talking to Brick Walls, that we're going to host on Happy Life Studios. That came from the book that he wrote with the same title that talks about learning how to talk to our teenagers. Anyway, I hope that helped. I loved what, what we learned from Mike on the whole fake happy. I got a new definition of fake happy now. After talking to Mike, I, I've been looking for a simple solution. And it's simple. Fake happy is when you hide how you really feel behind a smile. Make someone happy. 
So I hope you enjoyed that. I wanted to introduce Mike to you. I know you're going to like him. He's quite an incredible hero, like I said. And we're so excited to host his podcast coming up soon. But I wanted you to meet him. And so there you go. There's Mike Donahue. I hope you like this episode. Stay tuned. We'll put out the next half shortly. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. And remember, life isn't perfect, but it can still be happy. D-Base.